Welcome to another inspirational message from Shoreline City. Hey church, good morning. How are you? Y'all rested? Is this the awake service? The, the, the service is expectant for a move of God? Can I just tell you, the team came early and prayed over every chair and every into this building that heaven would invade earth. So you've been prayed for. And speaking of the team, I want to give it up for our serve team. Those are the volunteers of this house that you see in the parking lot, that you see in littles, that you see in bigs, hospitality, ushers behind cameras, tech, worship, you name it. There is a team making the magic happen, and this week we had the best party. It was like a Holy Spirit-filled happy hour where we danced and we honored every single leader and volunteer. And here's the funny thing. I originally, before Earl and I went to a conference last week, and on our way out, we said to Eric, um, Pastor Eric, the pastor of the Bishop Arts Campus, we said, hey, what's the music going to be like for the party? He said, oh, Frank Sinatra, it'll be real, you know, breezy and kind of chill. We're like, perfect. We get here. The DJ's playing is getting hot in here, playing Cupid Shuffle, playing all these songs. But it ended up being a great, great night, and we had fun. It was awesome. But Pastor Earl is actually preaching for a friend today that he just jumped in and helped out. But we have something so special planned. We are continuing our Relationship Goals series. And it has been fire. It's been great to see all the conversation that it sparked. Because we all are in relationships. We're all in a relationship where they're married, single, co-worker, boss, neighbor, family. Relationships is basically the currency of life. So we want to arm you with as much wisdom as possible. So I want to invite up our panel, who we're going to be sharing with today, because we heard the questions you were asking. We're going to talk about some of them, and we're going to dive in deep. Would you give it up for our panel this morning? So awesome. So awesome. I'm going to take my seat. Hey, beautiful. I'm going to share this scripture with all of us. Here we go. Proverbs 19:20. Get all the advice and instruction you can so you will be wise the rest of your life. That sounds like someone who's hungry. I don't know about you, but I'm hungry for wisdom. Life throws so many curveballs, so many changes, so many things that are not planned that you just have to roll with. But when you have wisdom, it arms you for when things come your way. And so I want us to be a church that's always wanting to learn and grow. That's why we're taking this time out these couple Sundays to talk about getting wise and growing in our wisdom. Proverbs 24, 6. So don't go to war without wise guidance. Victory. Everybody say victory. victory. Depends on having many advisors. So I don't know what battle you're facing. I don't know what battle you're about to be facing, but God does. And we're believing in only the way that he can, that you'll be armed today with wisdom as you fight every battle that you're in the midst of and every future battle. We took a poll this week just to kind of get conversation going, just to see what some of you were thinking. And I'm going to read some of the results of the poll. Then we're going to jump right in with these amazing people. Okay. I told first service I'm going to tell y'all I'm Oprah for the day. So everybody gets a car. <laughs> is divorce okay in some cases? This is what y'all said. It's on the screen. Is it okay to spank your kids? Yeah. <laughs> the room, you hear the hover over the room. 
Is it okay to fight in front of your kids? Is it okay for a step-parent to discipline a child? Good questions, right? There's some more that we're going to tackle in the coming weeks. Y'all get a little crazy with some of the questions, which are awesome, but I'm going to wait for Earl to be back to tackle those. But they are good, and we're going to talk about them. We have not forgotten. All righty, we are going to jump right in. We are going to start with Leslie Wallace. Give it up. She is representing all our single men and women in the house. Give it up if you're single. Leslie has been a part of this team for over six years. Y'all, I don't know if you know this, but sometimes when you walk into this building, you think, oh, yeah, this church was always here. There was always a team of volunteers. There was always um, everything that you needed. But I'm just going to tell you, we started in a nursing home with 17 people. Then we moved to a movie theater at the Angelica on Mockingbird. And our church used to live inside of a truck. Everything we needed for Sunday mornings was in a truck. And it was a team of volunteers who loaded in and loaded out just like we do at Bishop Arts so that we could have church. Isn't that awesome to know that people went before you? Because of their sacrifice, we're all here today. And I'm just going to throw this in for free. We all have to continue to sacrifice for those who we haven't met yet. And so Leslie is one of those people from day one. Everyone say day one. She was rolling in that theater with her high heels on, lifting up heavy equipment, rolling carts with supplies, setting the table. And we call her around here Dr. Model, and you can see why. She's a doctor of pharmacy, but also on staff here, and a girl boss. So, Leslie, we're going to turn it over to you. Okay, I'm ready. I would love for you to talk to all my single men and women out there, and just what advice would you have for someone who's single, not yet married, open to marriage, but just what advice would you have? Absolutely. The first thing I would say would be to live. Wow. Do not wait on that person that you're hoping for, or you may not be, but that person that you're hoping for to do things and to enjoy life. If you want to go to dinner and none of your friends are available and you're starving and you're not cooking, go to dinner. Get dressed up and go to dinner. If there's a movie you want to see, no one is available, grab your snacks, put them in your back pocket, in your purse. Can I just say, I'm that person, I will bring a salmon salad in a movie theater, don't judge me, but I really will, with a fork, take it out of my purse, I bring a big bag, and just go to work. I'll do ice cream sometimes, no lie, I'll do, just drop a spoon, Um, but go to the movie, go to the movie, if there's a vacation that you want to go on, find the flight, theflightdeal.com has some cheap flights, it rotates on a regular, that was for free, check it out, Um, find the flight, book it go. If you want to buy a house, you don't have to wait for a spouse to buy a house. If that's a dream and a desire of your heart, go and do those things that you want to do. And don't identify yourself through your status. Wow. Um, Oftentimes we can say, oh, I'm single, so I can't do and then fill in the blank. You're looking through the, the wrong lens. At the end of the day, you are a child of the most high God. And that lens is clear. Your possibilities are endless. Um, He will never leave you. He is with you. And he does not want to withhold any good thing from you. Okay. So with that being said, you live like that. That is awesome. And just being on your single journey, what mistakes have you seen? Because we've all seen friends. Some of us are guilty of making the mistakes. But today's a fresh start day. So get ready. 
Um, but what mistakes have you seen your single friends make or just singles in general that you're like, oh, I wish they knew this. And, you know, you've made mistakes too. We're all human. But just what advice would you have for yourself and for others? Absolutely. Do not compromise who you are. Wow. Um, and who Take God says you are as well. Uh, we just sang that song. And it is, we should be believing who God says we are. That is our identity. That is who wow. we are. And if we come into contact with individuals who are speaking against that, that should be one of the first red flags. If someone is saying something to you that your heavenly father, you know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, wouldn't say, avoid. About face, go the opposite direction. So treat yourself, think of yourself like God would want to see you. Like, would wow. he be pleased with the relationships that you're in? Are they reproducing uh, God-like fruits? And if they're not, then and that's friendships and relationships yes. yep. as well. So Beautiful. Anyone else want to chime in? Yeah, I would love to add to that. Um, she was saying don't compromise yourself. And I, I, we have talked about this, about saving yourself, and it's such a cliche, taboo thing to talk about. But people perish from lack of vision, and yeah. you have to get vision of what you want for your future. Either you want to give yourself away to everybody that comes along and have nothing left for your husband, or you can imagine that God has an amazing husband waiting on you. And you see him one day, and that's your vision. Don't compromise that. Don't give yourself to anybody else until he arrives. I wish somebody would have told me that. I wish I would have known John was coming and that he was waiting on me and that he was going to love me and show me that I'm valuable. But instead, I didn't have vision. And I want every single person to get a vision. That is so good. Would you speak to just those that feel lonely that are like, I'm tempted to compromise because I'm just lonely. Um, compromising doesn't change loneliness. It just makes you oh. more empty. Say that again. That is like... Instagram quote worthy. <laughs> Say it Compromise again. Compromise doesn't help loneliness. It makes you more lonely. It makes you more empty. You would think, let's try this guy or this girl or this guy, but every time it leaves you a little bit more empty and a little bit less whole. Wow. Go ahead, Pam. The other thing I would like to just, as a single person, the compromise, don't compromise, but also if, if you're not getting built up, if even in a friendship relationship or even who you're dating, if they're not making you better, then you need to let them go. Wow, some of you are praying and been praying like, God, show me if this is the right thing, the right person. Here's your answer. Wisdom among advisors. I believe that God's speaking this morning. Alrighty, I'm going to turn it over to Pam and Ed McCabe. Let's give them a hand. There are a couple in the center. This amazing family has been a part of our church since we're in the movie theater days. And from the very beginning, sometimes you think that because Earl and I are pastors that we don't need encouragement, but we do also. And so every single time they see us, they speak life into us. They pray over us. They send me texts that say, we believe in you. We see God's hand on your life. They just have a spiritual covering and ability to, to see you. So anytime you spend time with them, you feel valued, you feel loved, and you feel believed in. And I remember when our church was not this church that we're all sitting in today. Like I said, we were in a theater. There were about 100 people. I remember we went out to dinner with them, and we had the best time. And we were driving home, and I said to Earl, can you believe a couple of this caliber would take a chance on a young couple with a vision in their hearts to see heaven come to earth? And can I just tell you, I'm so glad you took a chance on us. We, we love y'all. Sometimes just jumping in, because we weren't established. 
You know, we were, we were not, we were far from established, but they took a risk and I'm so glad you did. But I would love Thank to you. talk to you this morning. Just you have adult children who you have raised and are raising. And I just would love for you to share with us what you've learned on the journey. You've been married for over 37 years. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but I want to keep learning. I want to keep growing. And so help us learn and grow today because you've gone before us. I'll go first. Or not? Um, well, you know, you talk about the things that, you know, you learn things from your kids, too. I mean, one of the reasons why we came here, well, first of all, we just fell in love with Earl and Onika. I'm like right off the bat, okay? There was the other side of it, like, we don't want to go to a startup. We don't want to, you know, tear, you know, tear stuff down, put stuff up. We've done, been there, done that, didn't want to do that. But the thing that kept going through our mind was this, is that our kids would love to go to church here. We brought, I mean, we had, because we have older kids, too, and we had younger kids. Like, Conley, our youngest, is 20 now, but at that time, he was 13, and we were like, you know, and Conley said, I love Earl's teaching, you know, I want to be involved in that. And so we said, and it's been important to us as a family that we want to go to church together. I mean, it was important to Pam and I, for sure. Yeah. And so, um, but if I were going to share something um, as it relates to kids, is that the one thing that never, ever changes, and there's a lot of things, but is this whole idea of positive affirmation. Yeah. Yeah. Your kids, as your as you being the mom and the dad need to hear from you, no matter what their age is, that you love them unconditionally, that you believe in them, that you care about them, that God's got a plan and a purpose. I remember we, we tried to constantly always instill that in our children, but it hasn't changed since they've gotten older. I want them to know that they're special. Wow. I want them to know that they're a great parent, that I'm proud of the way that they're successful, you know, the way that they work and, you know, my uh, son and my sons-in-law, the way that you get up and go to work and the way that you provide for your family and all those things. I want them to know that. I want them to know that I believe in them, you know, because that's what God does for us. Yes. God's word constantly pours into us and says, I believe in you. I, there's hope no matter what the situation. So. Awesome. Um, I just want to share Proverbs 22, 6. Raise a child in the way and he should go and when he grows old he won't depart from it. And I will believe that till the day I take my last breath. Um, I love my children. Beautiful, Pam. And um, that's what you can give wow. your kids is unconditional love. No matter what happens, no matter what bad choices they make in life, no matter, I mean, we've lived through a lot of different things. No matter what, you have to love your children unconditionally. And they have to know that. And when they know that, they will come back. And I just want to encourage you just to know that your kids watch you and they will, they will live the same way and make choices just by watching you live. Wow. And um, also just um, the unconditional love and the things that we learn from our kids. You think you're the one always giving the advice and always <laughs> teaching and when they become adults, they can take what you say or they can choose not to, but you still support them. I learned about Drake. <laughs> oh, tell us about Drake. Got a lot of enemies. <laughs> oh, so fun, so fun. And go ahead, were you going to say something? No, I mean, um, it. He learned about Drake, though. We've learned a lot. We've learned a lot from our kids. Uh, but what I, what, I, what I would say is this, and I'll, I'll, get, I'll be real with you for just a second, okay? So even this week, with one of my kids, I had to have a conversation with him about something 
that they're going through in their life. You know, and it wasn't a bad thing, but it was a challenge that they're facing and a decision, a really like a life-changing decision potentially. And so I had to figure out a way to insert myself into that. And what I told uh, that child of mine was this. I said, I said this, I hope you listen to what my heart is saying. Wow. Okay? I wish that I would have had a dad that would have cared enough for me when I was this age that he would have stopped and said, I want you to think about this. I want you to consider this. And, and here's what I observe, okay? And then I had to step back after I gave that advice and say, it's your decision because you're an wow. adult, right? But what, what doesn't change is the fact that I have to continue to pray for that child no matter what, right? And God's called you as a parent to step in and provide advice in the right way. That's right? so good. Not lording it over them, not saying, if you don't do this, I'm going to beat you. Wow. No, it's, it's like in love, telling them, I'm praying for you. I love you. This is what I've learned in life, being older than you. And I want to share it with you because my love for you is so great. That's, That's, That's so powerful. What would you say, because I think sometimes when we see someone on a panel or a platform, we think, oh, they have it all together. They can't relate to the mess that I live in or the fears or the doubts, the mistakes that I've made. What some of the mistakes that you have made? You talked about it earlier this morning, and because we want to learn from your mistakes. <laughs> we want to learn because you've driven some roads that we have not yet driven. And so tell us something that you have learned from by doing it the wrong way. Oh, gosh. I could be here all day. Um, okay, we're all family. I'm just going to be real with you for a second uh, about something. So one of yes. our kids made two choices within 60 days that wound them they wound up in jail first time is like okay there's a little bit of grace here even though you're stupid um the second time i was like i'm done all right but the thing that we learned in this is how sometimes i think god gives you kids because he wants you to grow up oh Oh, wow. I got a lot. I learned a lot from, you know, having kids about a lot of stuff. But in this particular instance, what we learned was that we tried to keep it all private. We tried to keep it all quiet. We tried to hide, you know, sweep it under the rug, you know, contacted one or two people that we knew. But we never let anybody know because we were embarrassed because we had this, we thought, standing in our church that wow. our kid would make a decision like that. And then also we wanted, we thought we were protecting them. But what we need to have in church is transparency so that you understand Come on. that just because I'm sitting on this panel, I'm going through some stuff too, right? Everybody's going through stuff. It's just different. Yeah. And so that's what we learned in that whole situation is that we need to, because we learned later on, years later on, that there were a bunch of other people having the same issues, but nobody told him anything. We were going, oh. we we're on an island, and God didn't intend for us to be on an island. Wow. And I was going to add to that which is so many of us have grown, out, grown up without an awesome mom and dad like you and Pam. And so I just would love for you to just speak to all of us. For those of you out there who thought, you know what, this is awesome, but I don't have a mom or dad to call to get wisdom like this. Well, you came to the right place because Pam and Ed are going to be your mom and dad today. And I want you to just speak life into every young person, every older person who doesn't have a parent who just needs to hear a word of encouragement. Be transparent. Find someone that you can talk to. Beautiful. Just like Ed said, you don't want to be an island. You don't want to be, you know, it, no matter what you're going through, it could be embarrassing. It's, it's really okay yeah. because through the things that we've gone through, God has shown me. He showed me so many things 
his character through my children. Through the hard times that I went through, he showed me how much he loved me. When I rejected him, when I made a bad choice, he showed me unconditional love, which in return, I've tried to show unconditional love to my kids. So don't, do not believe the the lie of, the, of Satan, because he will keep you totally like, oh, I'm perfect, everything's fine, everything's great, yeah. and you're dying inside and you're yeah. hurting. Find somebody. Um, call me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, call Ed. I'm serious. Yeah. It's You've got to have somebody to talk to. You've yeah. got to have somebody to, you know, lock arms with and, and make it through this life. Yes. Beautiful. Go ahead. Um, I just want to share this. You know, I didn't grow up in a Christian home. And, um, I, you know, my dad didn't care what I did. No one told me to go to school. You know, my dad didn't care how late I stayed out. I mean, I stayed out all night drinking all the time. I mean, like every weekend. And so I didn't have a role model to teach me and to train me and say, this is the way that a young man should grow up. Wow. This is what you should, this is what didn't have a good marriage to look at and say, this is what a godly mom and dad should look like. This is what Christ would want a marriage to look like was something that we had to learn. And I was not, and I'll be very candid with you. I was not a really good husband when we first got married. There's a lot of stuff I had to learn. I mean, basic things like, okay, just like about your finances. Okay. You know, your finances, your debt level is going to keep you from doing what God wants you to do. Oh, preach. Right? If you get yourself so debt, I had a pastor tell me that one time, and I'll, maybe another time I can tell the story, but the reality of it is, if you're so tied up in debt, how are you going to do what God tells you to do? When God says, I want you to give this, I want you to go here, I want you to quit your job, I want you to go do this, and you can't do that. Like, Lord, I'm tied up in debt. Right? But the thing that I want to encourage you to do is to say, husbands, love your wife in front of Beautiful. your kids. Go up and hug her and kiss her and tell her that you love her in front of the kids, man. Be, be a fool about it, right? Make a big deal about it. Tell your okay. kids that you love them unconditionally. One last thing I'll just share with you. When my kids come over to our house, you know, you guys have, many of you are connect group leaders. I know when you're, we have your guests come in, you walk into the door, you hug them, you tell them you love them, right? Well, I try to do that every time with my kids. I try to walk into the car. I want to hug them. I want them to know that they're special. And that their mom and dad love them with all their hearts. Don't always, always tell your kids how much you love them and how you cherish them because they're special. Beautiful. Thank you. Let's give them a hand. Wow. How awesome is it that we all get to have a do-over and a restart today and learn from those who have gone before us. I love you all and I love this church. I do, I do, it's special. I'm going to turn it over to John and Jessica Youngblood. Let's give them a hand. Two amazing pastors here on the team. They have been a part of the church for over six years. They started coming when we were at a movie theater as well. And I will never forget the day their beautiful family came up the escalator. And we all kind of just stopped in our tracks and said, what in the world? What a beautiful family. They were color coordinated. Um, it, they were just like right out of a magazine. And, but don't let the pretty faces fool you. They will get down and dirty and love, lead, and serve so beautifully. But they have a blended family. So they've been married for 15 years this August. And when John and Jessica fell in love, Jessica had a son. And so we want to talk a little bit about what's it like to date someone with a child and what you learned on that journey and just get unplugged. <laughs> I'll get real unplugged. 
Um, it started off crazy. Um, so Ozzy is uh, yes. my stepson. He's 17 years old now. He turns 18 in um, August. Wow. But he was two whenever I met Jess. And uh, the very first night I ever went over to her house, I walk in, and Ozzy is running around the living room butt naked. Wow. Peeing on the wall. <laughs> Why I didn't turn and run out, I have no idea. Um, God had blinded me to all that, I guess. <laughs> Um, I was blinded by her beauty, Aww, I guess. Oh, um, good job. But it, uh, I learned a lot. It was definitely not, um, because I was not raised in a blended family. Um, no one, and even in my extended family, knew or experienced a blended wow. family situation. So didn't necessarily want it, didn't expect it, wasn't praying for it. Uh, so it kind of caught me off guard. But what I'll say is, even though I didn't expect it, and even though I didn't really know what in the world I was doing, um, it's been one of the biggest blessings in, in my life. Because what I've been able to understand is I found out some things about myself by being in this situation. Wow. And God needed to grow me up and mature me and show me some things. And he used this situation to do it. So what I would tell all of you is I know you may have in your idea that you have to stay within the confines of this box of oh, I've got to do this, this, and yes, have vision, have that, but don't let the idea of walking into a situation where there is a child involved be a deterrent. Um, it's not for everybody, but it can definitely be for some of you. Um, that child may have been put on this earth but for you to step into it. Wow. You need to realize that. And that child may be put in your life to completely wreck your world and change you. So I just I tell people all the time, didn't pray for it, didn't expect it, and it's the, one of the best things that's ever happened to me. Let's clap for that. That is powerful. Wow. And Jessica, what about you? What did you learn by watching John, and how did that affect you as a mom, and what did you learn in that journey? Yeah, so I was a single mom. I had just gotten off drugs. I was trying to get my life together, hence how my house was, and he was naked, and it was crazy, and I didn't know not how John. to... Not John. John was not naked. It was the baby. <laughs> just clearing that up. Ozzy was naked. You know, I mean, it was just, I didn't know how to be a mom, and so we were on our way to not a good place, and so when John came in the picture, like, it was almost like, um, it was the missing piece that Ozzy needed, really. It was what God had all along for Ozzy, wow. and I just want to encourage you like he said, don't run away from what God has for you because you could be the person who transforms that kid's life. Just like John is closer to Ozzy probably than I am. Ozzy texts him all the time about baseball and life, and he's the reason why Ozzy is an incredible, honoring, respectful man. And wow, I promise clap. you, Ozzy would have ended up. Y'all can clap, yeah. Ozzy probably would have ended up like me if it would if we would have kept going just because there was no structure and there was nobody to tell him how life was supposed to go. Wow. What mistakes have you seen others make that are dating someone with a child that you just want to speak life into and wisdom? Because I think today, I don't think I know today is going to be a reset day for all of us. Oh, that's a great question. Um, I'll tell you one of the biggest mistakes I made in the very beginning was thinking that um, I was such a better person than his dad. Wow. Um, because I came from a Christian home. I was saved. Um, I knew how to raise a kid. I thought, I was, guys, I was 22 years old whenever we met. Um, but I thought I had all this stuff figured out because I was raised differently and I knew how to discipline and all these different things. And 
I honestly didn't realize it until we had our own children together, and I realized how arrogant and judgmental I was towards his father. Wow. Um, did he make all the best decisions? No. Did he raise him the way that I would raise him? No. But he was there. Um, he never left the picture. He stepped in when he needed to step in. He made some incredibly foolish decisions, but don't we all? Um, yep. So I would just encourage you, if you step in that situation, have some grace for the parents on the other side of it. Because, um, one, you don't know what they're looking at. You don't know what they're looking to. When I put myself in his shoes, yeah. thinking if I were in that position where my child was in the home of someone else being parented by someone else, I would want a little bit of grace extended wow. my way. Um, because it's a little uncomfortable. It's not the way God lined it out and planned for it to be. But this is a messy world, and he has grace, and he has compassion. And he, he allows us to step in. And it, through him, when we give him the reins to do it, he makes it all brand new, all beautiful, all new. So good. So good. Wow. I'm going to turn it back over to Leslie for a moment because um, I know we also have a lot of singles in the audience, which I'm so glad. It's awesome. We're all in this together. We're one big family. Married, single, divorced, widowed, separated. This is a real church with real lives, with real stuff happening, and we're talking about it today. Leslie, what would you say is the biggest misconception about single women? I believe one of the biggest misconceptions about single women is they all no longer want to be single. Oh. That we are all just on this hunt, on this mission to be married, to be booed up, to have somebody. I like that. Did you say booed up? I did. Booed up. I love that. Um, Y'all keep me fresh. <laughs> booed up. Hey. That is definitely not the case for all. We are not all at home on Friday and Saturday nights, curled up in the corner, crying our eyes out, <laughs> wishing and hoping and praying that the Lord would just send us this perfect man. That is not the case. We have goals and dreams and ambitions and things that we want so to do good. before that happens so that our book is full and has more chapters to be written, but we're not being presented to our husband with like two chapters because oh, that goes quick. Like I'm, I'm trying to fill up a book so that when he does bring my husband, we can talk about all these different experiences and all the things that I've done. So I think that would be the biggest misconception. That is powerful. And this is a good catch. So I, I am taking applications for her, by the way, as she writes her book. Just saying, just saying. But anyways, let's give it up for our panel today. So much wisdom, so much transparency. It takes a lot to come up on the platform and to share from your heart. And they all shared so beautifully, yes, straight from their hearts. But this day, we do not take lightly. As we've been praying as a team, we really feel like today is going to be a breakthrough day for each and every one of us. Today is going to be a day of fresh starts. I know many of us are in relationships. Many of us have made mistakes. Many of us have failed. And we thought, I wish I could have a do-over. Well, guess what? Today is your do-over. Because you serve a God who sees you at your low point and sees you at your high point and trusted you enough to bring you here today so that you could hear wisdom. I'm going to read this scripture to you found in Acts 9, 17, verses Oops, sorry, Acts 9, 17 through 19. So Ananias went and found Saul. At the time, Saul was persecuting Christians. At the time, Saul was just 
swirling with darkness and dark thoughts in his head. But God had a plan and a purpose. So Ananias went and found Saul. And I believe that today God has gone and found you. He laid his hands on him and said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road, who appeared to you today on this panel, has sent me so that you may regain sight. Wow. And be filled. Everybody say filled with the Holy Spirit. Instantly, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes and he regained sight. And I'm believing today is your instantly moment. I'm believing today is your miracle moment. I'm believing today that where you felt blind in your relationship, you felt blind in your ability to discern if this is a good man or a good woman. You felt blind in your ability to parent your children. You felt blind in your ability to believe God for a miracle situation. I'm believing today by the spirit of the living God who is here in this place today that this is going to be your suddenly moment. And I hope that you believe with me today. I hope that God is stirring up your faith so that you can believe that your situation, your, what you feel like is impossible, God can make possible. And I sense that there's scales on eyes today. But I also sense that there's a God in heaven who loves each and every one of you, who knows you by name, and who wants those scales to fall. So I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray that God would minister to your heart, that today would be the day where you approach parenting differently, that today would be the day that you approach your life differently, that you would be armed with wisdom and that you would have sight again. Let's pray. Father God, let's stand up. I want to lift the faith in this place today. I want to believe God for miracles. I want to believe God that deaf ears can hear again. I want to believe God that those who have been blind, that by the spirit of God that scales would fall off. I want to believe God today that parents are going to raise up the next generation of warriors. I want to believe God that this is going to be a church with godly single men and women who are raising the standard, who are raising the bar, who are surrendering their lives for their father in heaven and saying, I can't be single by myself. But with the help of the Holy Spirit, I can do it. I can't keep this marriage together by myself because I don't feel like my spouse is in it. But with the help of the Spirit of the living God, Rhema from heaven can fall fresh. Manna from heaven can fall fresh. And I can be encouraged in my marriage. Father God, I thank you for every single person, every married person, every widow, every person separated. And I ask that scales would fall off of eyes in the name of Jesus. I ask for breakthroughs. I ask for miracles. I pray that blind eyes would see and that today would be our fresh start, our reset from the balcony. The Spirit of God is there on the floor. The Spirit of God is here in the chapel. The Spirit of God is here online. The Spirit of the living God is here. Would you reach out to heaven today and make a declaration? Not my will be done, but your will be done. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's give God praise. I'm going to turn it over to John. We hope you have been inspired to make it on earth as it is in heaven. For more information, please visit our website, 